Hey there. My name is Vosh. I live stream on YouTube and sometimes, accidentally, in spite of myself, something funny or interesting happens. This is Previously Live. And now President Trump speaking at the White House History Conference where he announces a new executive order to promote quote-unquote patriotic education called the 1776 Commission. This is just under half an hour. Terrifying, by the way. The, uh, um, the term patriotic education uh, is as close to, like, a joke future fascist America that we've yet gotten with this administration, you know? Like, it's like alternative facts, you know? Not regular education, Patriotic education. Real good. Ladies and gentlemen, the vice to Secretary Carson. Don't care. Eat shit. And so it was in history. Well, who loved possible. There we go. And distinct privilege. Nice, nice. Excuse me? Don't do this to me, C-SPAN. Great Vice President. I'm truly honored to be here at the very first White House conference on American history, so important. Our mission is to defend the legacy of America's founding, the virtue of America. Let's go break by, point by point. Defend the legacy of America's founding. Remember how fascism is predicated on the idea of a shared collective uh, ethnic or national identity and almost mythological precedent to your current civilization? Whenever people like Trump talk about the Founding Fathers, they talk about them as though they're mythical legends or gods, like they were written of in, in texts in Rome and ancient Greece. Not as what they were, which is historical figures with mixed backgrounds that did very significant and influential things and should be looked at critically from a historical lens. Yeah, this feels like some Bioshock Infinite shit. America's heroes and the nobility of the American character we must clear away. The American character. That's a very interesting term. You know, just recently, Trump uh, at a rally uh, talked about how the audience in attendance had good genes. You know, America historically was built on uh, immigration. The, um, the, from the founding of this country all the way up to today, our cultural exports have largely been a product of our very mixed and very tumultuous cultural, ethnic, racial, whatever, uh, history. So the American character feels like an essentialization. The way the twisted web of lies in our schools and classrooms. Twisted web of lies. And teach our children the magnificent truth about our country. We want our sons and daughters to know that they are... C-SPAN. 
nation, 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 nation that they are. You kidding me? The citizens of the most exceptional nation in the history of the world. Note how he framed the current, um, the current way in which we teach history as something duplicitous and dishonest. However, when he goes on to make affirmative statements for what he wants to have taught in schools, he doesn't distinguish the truth. He doesn't say, we want to tell the truth about X. He talks about defending the American legacy, about promoting America as the greatest nation on earth. To grow up in America is to live in a land where anything is possible, where anyone can rise, and where any dream can come true, all because of the immortable principles of our nation's founders, inscribed nearly immortable. two and a half centuries ago. That's why we've come to the National Archives, the sacred home of our national memory. And this C-SPAN is really doing a sturdy Great here. chamber, we preserve our glorious inheritance, the Declaration of Independence, the Constitution, the Bill of Rights. On this very day in 1787, our Founding Fathers signed the Constitution at Independence Hall in Philadelphia. It was the fulfillment of a thousand years of Western civilization. There we go. The myth goes back even farther than the founding of America. It's Western civilization. Again, these talking points are, are not in any way, shape, or form different from those that you would expect to see from an alt-writer's YouTube video if they were trying not to get demonetized or even kicked off of YouTube. It goes back further and further. Now, keep in mind, you know what else was Western civilization? The English, who were trying to stop us. You know what else was Western civilization? The French who were broke but were able to help us fight the English anyway because they fucking hated the English. You know what else was Western civilization? The disparate Germanic hordes, uh, which had at the time not been united. Um, the idea that a civilization or that a cultural tendency has a direct one-to-one -one parallel throughout history, this straight line where we are the only inheritors of it, as opposed to what culture actually is, which is an incredibly complicated, um, at branching, multivariate, abstract, interpretable collection of things, to frame it as though it's this singular narrative is essential to fascists. Because if you introduce any of the historical complexities of culture, you open people up to being critical of the divinity of it all. Our Constitution was the product of centuries of tradition, wisdom, and experience. Tradition. No political... Tradition. The people who came over here, were f the tendencies upon which this country were founded, were not a product of tradition. They were a product of the Enlightenment, which was a challenge to tradition. The idea of a constitutional democracy, of elected representatives, of universal suffrage, which of course we didn't have to begin with, but these ideas were rejections of tradition. European tradition at the time was monarchs getting to fuck your wife if, uh, if they thought that she looked pretty during the, during the yearly soiree, okay? 
European tradition was serfs toiling in mud and fucking their second cousins when they were 14 and then dying at 32. Okay? This was a rejection of tradition. The document has done more to advance the human condition or Come on. Propel the engine of progress. Yet as we gather this afternoon, a radical movement is attempting to demolish this treasured and precious inheritance. We can't let that happen. Here we go. Left-wing mobs have torn down statues of our founders, desecrated our memorials, and carried out a Jesus C-SPAN, come on. campaign of violence and anarchy. Far-left demonstrators have chanted the words, America was never great. True! True! Remember when a black guy asked Donald Trump when America used to be great? Uh, and Donald Trump uh, avoided answering the question, even though he was asked directly twice. Donald Trump can't even answer this question when asked directly. The left has launched a vicious and violent assault on law enforcement, the universal symbol of the rule of law in America. These radicals have been aided and Hey guys, what did the uh, <clears throat> what did the far left militant revolutionaries? Uh, of the American Civil War, or uh, the American Revolutionary War, due to the um, loyalist military detachments that were sent from England. Like, literally, America was born to property damage, riots, attacking, well, police weren't a thing back then, but um, functionally, the police, you know, uh, the, the guard of the, uh, of the royalty. Um, that is how America was founded. That's, that's how we came to exist. The, as, as cringe as the Founding Fathers often were, the Antifa protesters tearing down statues are following in their legacy far more than Donald Trump here, who's claiming that the foundation of America was a product of Western tradition, and that we need to venerate America as the greatest society to have ever existed. Embedded by liberal policy. Oh, yeah. Thank you, Damage Cortex. By the way, the symbol of law and order is the court system, not the police. Police are burlish pigs that carry guns, so they have a slightly higher likelihood of bringing you to the actual courts of justice. Police are just agents. They're, they're thugs of the state. They're a gang run by the state. The actual symbol of justice is a fair and free judicial system. To frame the police as the arbiters of justice is fundamentally fascistic. It might as well be straight out of Judge Dredd. Because when you're doing that, you're essentially saying that your day, uh, 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 your day under the hammer comes not at the behest of a jury of your peers or a judge, but rather uh, some dumb fuck, thick foreheaded uh, cop uh, who just wants to finish his shift so he can go back home to beating his wife. Politicians establishment media and even large corporations whether it is the mob on the street or the cancel culture in the boardroom the goal is the cancel culture in the boardroom what the fuck does that mean 
oh yeah, there are a lot of there are a lot of stockholders and CEOs that are really suffering under cancel culture right now. What the fuck are you talking about? It's the same to silence dissent, to scare you out of speaking the truth, and to bully Americans into abandoning their values, their heritage, and their very way of life. What way of life? What values? What heritage? Which ones? They never say. They will never say. This low-energy motherfucker will never clarify what he means when he says stuff like that. What heritage? What is being taken away? Because those protesters are by and large anti-racist protesters, and it's true. Racism is a part of American heritage, but you would have to defend that specific tendency, you know? Like, oh, you're trying to abolish a traditional American institution. Yeah, slavery. Yeah, the traditional American institution. Okay, yeah, but it's slavery. Slavery is the traditional American institution that I'm trying to abolish. Yeah, well, it's bad. Tradition is good. Like, the lack of specificity is necessary. We are here today to declare that we will never submit to tyranny. Cool. We will reclaim our history and our country for citizens of... We will never submit to tyranny. By the way, uh, you got shot by a cop, should have complied. <laughs> you got, you, you had a bad interaction with the state. Oops, sorry, buddy. Uh, uh, fucking um, uniformed federal agents storm into your city against the wishes of your city and governor and start blackbagging protesters. Whoops. Shouldn't have been outside past curfew. Of every race, color, religion, and creed. The radicals burning American flags. Want to burn down the principles enshrined in our founding documents. What principles? Including the bedrock principle of equal justice under law. Is that a principle in they're order challenging? To radically transform America, they must first cause Americans to lose confidence in who we are. This is literally out of the fascist playbook right here causing americans to lose confidence in who they are the idea that there's a shared national identity and you are being emasculated you are being made to forget who you are imagine a german saying this in the 1930s just just imagine it you know these socialists these sdm members they are for causing us to forget our germanic heritage they are causing us to forget that we are and were once the greatest nation in the world they are causing us to question our value if you Everything that he's saying right now, this is why it really, really bothers me, by the way, um, when people are like, dude, Trump's not a fascist. Haven't you seen Hitler? The difference between Hitler and Trump is that um, the material conditions in 1930s Germany were different from what they are today. America's civic institutions are stronger than Germany's were back then. That's the fundamental difference. People act according to the material conditions that they're surrounded by. If Trump uh, had ended up being in Hitler's place, ye back a uh, hundred years, whatever, 90 years ago, I think it would have been a pretty comparable position. And likewise, I think that if Hitler had been around in America today, he wouldn't have been like throwing fucking Borscht Hall, you know, shoot-ups or trying to, uh, trying to like gun down Jews in the street. He would have been a fairly right-leaning populist Republican politician. People are products of the environment that they grow up in, and people act in according with the leeway they're given by the systems they are within. I don't like this idea that, like, um, that, like, uh, you, you can only analyze the character of fascism after fascism has reached its final stage. I don't like that at all. We are clearly hurtling towards 
a um a, 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 as serious an invocation of fascism as one could imagine present in the countries in the past. Any leftist who looks at this and thinks like, oh, dude, these aren't real fascists. This is the material. Like, I thought lefties were supposed to be better about this. You know? Where we came from and what we believe. As I said at Mount Rushmore, which they would love to rip down and rip it down fast. That's never going to happen. Two months ago, the left wing cultural revolution is designed to overthrow the American revolution. What? As many of you testified today, the left wing rioting and mayhem are the direct result of decades of left-wing indoctrination in our schools. It's gone on far too long. Our children are instructed from... Hold on. Vosh, do you think Trump actually recognized the characteristics of the ideologies they have, or are they just so stupid and hateful that they somehow coalesce into a fascist-adjacent agenda? You do not have to be intelligent to be a fascist. By the way, if you want to, guys, uh, Adolf Hitler... Uh, was not like some super-principled, highly intelligent monster. If you go back and actually look at historical records that describe his behavior, he was a lazy, uh, belligerent dipshit uh, who was obsessed with his media appearance, who would get angry uh, at his subordinates if a, if a newspaper was critical of him and would get happy if it was positive towards him, who would lazily accuse people who disagreed with him of holding ulterior motives, who would be generally nonspecific, who bungled a number of military and domestic operations. The Nazis were not... the One of the greatest myths the Nazis perpetuated was the idea that they were cold, ruthless, efficient monsters. No, they weren't. They were fucking idiots. It was a gigantic party filled with man-children who felt a collective sense of emasculation, most of them were thoroughly fucking cucked by the state they ended up giving all of their power to, and the people both in charge and operating at the ground levels were generally unintelligent um, and uh, more concerned with their individual neuroses than they were an actual cohesive national identity. You can look at any of the, any of the books or papers on all this, yeah, the Nazi economy was trash, their military war machine was not nearly as good as people pretend is the case their war machine wasn't i mean it, you know it had its you know, there were there were, it's to its credit it was able of doing it was capable of doing some stuff but the idea that it was like this monolithic war engine that was going to overtake the world were it not for the combined dogpiling of the rest of the planet this is not the case yeah the logistics were handled poorly um op the fact that operation barbarossa happened at all um was, was fucking ridiculous and their entire war economy was driven by looting this th th these were not masterminds okay these were not masterminds but they did an unbelievable amount of damage because as it turns out you don't have to be masterminds to fuck the world over you don't you don't have to be hyper intelligent super big brain fascists to fuck the world over so I don't particularly care whether Trump or Trump's administration uh, is fully aware of the ideological conditions underlying his whatever. I don't really care. What I care about is what is being done to the country. Am I literally presently watching the president of the United States claim that a far-left educational conspiracy 
has led to hordes of mindless Antifa militants destroying the American legacy, and the only way to stop it is by changing our educational curriculum. Am I watching that happen right now? And what can be done to stop it? That's what I'm concerned with. Propaganda tracks like those of Howard Zinn. Wait, hold on. Bosh, isn't us talking about Nazis being incompetent and weak despite running the country and destroying everything what they do to us? No. The difference is, we're not lying, they are. Fascists will constantly over and underestimate their opponents by saying on one hand they're weak, pathetic, easily destroyed, but on the other hand, uh, that they're overwhelming, monstrous, and we need to unite in order to defeat them. I have never made that claim about fascists. Fascists are weak and stupid, but that makes their movement strong. Preying on the weak and the stupid is a time-honored tradition when it comes to political militancy. And it is very, very, very much still the case with fascism. I'll never say fascism is easy to defeat, and I've never made that claim. Only that fascism exploits people of weak character to create a very powerful political force. That try to make students ashamed of their own... Listen, listen to this! Trying to make students... Ashamed of their own history. This is literal Nazi talk that we're listening to right now. Ashamed of your own history. You can find this on, like, fucking Pole Wojak comics. Where the Jews control the educational system and they're causing whites to be ashamed of their own history. Just, if you supplant American identity for whites, it, there is no difference. The left has warped, distorted, and defiled the American story with deceptions, falsehoods, and lies. This. Synonyms. There is no better example than the New York Times totally discredited 1619 project. This project rewrites. You know how fucking mad they are about the 1619 project? This is literally just an academic project that attempts to reframe um, America's history in the context of critical race relations. Uh, it's had. A couple of historians make minor criticisms on some points, and a fuck ton of historians say that it's based in red-pilled, okay? Um, but they're so mad about it, because even acknowledging real history, critically examining real history, looking at the truth, that is a threat to them. They don't want people knowing their history. They don't want people understanding what actually took place. They want people to have a dogmatic, zealous obsession with American puritanism and nothing else. Vosh history fact, Imperial Germany literally had a program during the war that translates to patriotic education thought by Enlightenment officers teaching about the need for a continuation of the righteous war until victory. It was spearheaded by far-right Fatherland Party, which all went to the NSDP. Interesting. Yep, well... American history to teach our children that we were founded on the principle of oppression, not freedom. I mean, nothing slave? could be further from the truth. We literally, had America's slaves. founding set in motion the unstoppable chain of events that abolished slavery, secured civil rights. But there, wait, but uh, slavery wasn't abolished until a century afterwards. Yeah, this is so fucking low energy. You can't take credit for abolishing slavery, but then not acknowledge the fact that you did the slavery to begin with. Defeated communism and fascism. You wish. And built the most fair, equal, 
and prosperous nation in human history. Oh, by the way, anti-electoral lefties will tell you it's just as easy to radicalize the proletariat when they're being indoctrinated by quote-unquote patriotic education, not being taught about McCarthyism or slavery, not being taught about workers' rights during the beginning of the 20th century, only being taught about uh, like a cartoonish fairy tale version of America. Anti-electoral lefties will say that's exactly the same, just as easy to radicalize people uh, as if uh, we actually had a more neutral educational system. The narrative is about America being pushed by the far left and being chanted in the streets bear a striking resemblance to the anti-American propaganda of our adversaries because both groups what? want to see America weakened, what derided, and totally diminished. Wait, what adversaries? Diminished. Students in our universities are inundated with critical race theory. Hey. This is a Marxist doctrine. By the way, I have yet to meet a single Republican or conservative or whatever who knows what critical race theory is. I have yet to meet a single one who knows what it is. Not one. Holding that America is a wicked and racist nation that even young children are complicit in oppression. This is not what critical and race that our is. entire society must be radically transformed. True. Critical race theory is being forced into our children's schools. It's being- Critical race theory is not taught below a college level. Nobody teaches critical racism, or sorry, critical race theory below a college level, nobody. Absolutely nobody. You can, I'll tell you, you can cross the entire United States. You're not going to find it. Okay. No, it isn't. It's like a liberal corporate thing. No, actually, when Donald Trump says critical race theory is Marxist, he's not that far off. Critical race theory is a subset of critical theory which was a sociological lens of analysis that was adapted from Marxian historical materialism. Essentially, the idea is, critical race theory is a sociological attempt to analyze race relations as they play out in conflicts between different racial groups. Uh, it's essentially the material dialectic, except um, instead of uh, the class relations, you deal with race relations. Um, that's what, yeah, it came, I, I'm pretty sure this was largely um, coined in the Frankfurt School which a bunch of Nazis have conspiracy theories over. But it is, it is, you know, I wasn't taught about it until I got a sociology degree. So naturally, you know, I, I uh, um, at least from my experience, I haven't seen this being taught anywhere lower than, um, than college level uh, because it can get fairly advanced. N not advanced like I'm big brain, advanced in the sense like I don't, I don't imagine a fucking middle schooler is going to be getting in on this. Um, America was late to the party on abolishing slavery. Yep, England did it well before we did. Well before we did. Um, I still don't know what critical race theory is. Um, well, imagine a dialectic, okay? And rather than the antagonizing forces being the bourgeois and the proletariat, instead, imagine the antagonizing forces being black people and white people in the United States of America. 
This doesn't mean they're fighting against each other necessarily. It means that there are contradictions in the relationship between these two groups that need to be resolved materially. So here's one, slavery. The language of the founding documents of America champion ideas like freedom and individual autonomy. Yet, for a century after the formation of America, slavery remained legal. So there's a contradiction there in the relation between black and white people. On paper, theoretically, high-mindedly, slavery shouldn't be a thing, and yet it very obviously remains the case. Why? And then, by looking at these interactions, these disparities, these contradictions, you arrive at a dialectical understanding of history, one which is defined by the antagonisms between the social and material positions that these groups find themselves within. Does that make sense? Yeah. That's critical race theory. Um, it is a fair, reasonable way of looking at, st at stuff. The reason why Republicans get so ass-pained about it is because they don't want you to have the intellectual tools necessary to criticize America. Um, since critical race theory is just a lens of analysis and not an actual argument, uh, this, would be like, uh, this would be like getting mad at the concept of algebra because you've done the math on your, uh, um, on your like, uh, spending for the month and it's not going to, uh, you're not going to be able to make it, you know? It'd be, it'd be like getting angry at arithmetic uh, because you really need to pay for your $12 meal at, uh, at Chipotle, but you only have like $10.12. You know what I mean? It, 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 you're declaring war against the idea, not the actual argument. Uh, but that's why they get mad at it. They don't want you to be able to critically analyze American history. Being imposed into workplace trainings, and it's being deployed to rip apart friends, neighbors, and families. How? What? A wait, wait. What families and neighbors are being ripped apart? Wait, what? Perfect example of critical race theory was recently published by the Smithsonian Institution. This document alleged... Oh, no! Is this... Is this that one little infographic that we went over on stream that one time where they talked about how, oh no, ah, dude, if you're, if you're left leaning and you fuck up and it gets any more than like a hundred likes, you know that Trump's going to be on that shit next time he has a fucking press briefing. Hold on. Let me find it. Where is it? The Smithsonian, here it is, whiteness? This is, wait, is this it? Here we go. I remember this. Here we go. Aspects and assumptions of whiteness and white culture in the United States. Rugged individualism, family structure, emphasis on scientific method, history, Protestant work ethic, holidays, aesthetics, blah, blah, blah. Now, first of all, are you ready for it, guys? This isn't critical race theory. Nothing about this frames uh, uh, the dialectical relations between black and white people uh, as, the, as the highlight of the analytical, um, of, of the analysis, you know? This is more lib shit. This isn't critical race theory. And second of all, even if it was critical race theory, it's possible for people to use critical race theory to come to conclusions you don't agree with. You know that's possible, right? Like, for example, you can be doing uh, algebra 
and you can arrive at a wrong answer, but that's not algebra's fault. You just arrived at the wrong answer. Because you're dumb. Like, <laughs> that concepts such as hard... So it's just Marx's conflict perspective applied to race relations? Yeah, in, in its simplest sense, yeah. And of course, critical race relations have spawned a bunch of sort of associative analytical tendencies that we can go over sometime. Work, rational thinking, and the nuclear family and belief in God were not values that unite all Americans, but were instead aspects of whiteness. Wait, but those don't unite all Americans. There are tons of Americans who don't believe in God or don't have a nuclear family. This is offensive and outrageous to Americans of every ethnicity, and it's especially harmful to children of minority backgrounds who should be uplifted, not disparaged. Teaching this horrible doctrine to our children is a form of child abuse. Jesus Christ. Oh. Truest sense of those words. For many years now, the radicals have mistaken Americans' silence for weakness, but they're wrong. Again, this is the silent majority talking. This, this is the, this is like race war rhetoric right here. Uh, that you've, you've, uh, uh, you've interpreted the passivity of the white majority. Uh, as um, as as generosity for too long, but we're going to rise up. This this it, this is race war talk. It really is. And there are people, even though Trump isn't overtly encouraging a race war, people who watch Trump know what the fuck he's talking about. He's talking about BLM protesters and critical race theory. All of the th uh, threats that he's framing as being anti-American are ones that stem from the presence of and advocacy for black people. There is no more powerful force than a parent's love for their children. And patriotic moms and dads are going to demand that their children are no longer fed hateful lies about this country. American parents are not going to accept indoctrination in our schools, cancel culture in our work, or the repression of traditional faith, culture, and values again the vagaries holy fucking shit dude first of all what the fuck does cancel culture have to do with the educational system second of all the repression of our faith and values what the fuck are you talking about in the public square not anymore By the way, a lot of people don't remember this, but this is not what Trump sounded like four years ago. Trump has always been like a dumbass. I mean, that's always been the case. He's always been a dumbass. He's always lied. But this hardline, like borderline race war talk about defending the glorious legacy of America against the degenerate far left, this shit is very, very much recent. A lot of people don't know. A lot of people have forgotten, but he used to be more like a amusing dumbass. Um, this is, this is not that. This is how things, this is how things degrade. 
Thank you. Thank you very much. We embrace the vision of Martin Luther King, where children are not judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. The left is attempting to destroy that beautiful vision and divide Americans by race in the service of political power. He says, as he describes BLM protesters as anti-American anarchist cells trying to destroy America. By viewing every issue through the lens of race, they want to impose a new segregation, and we must not allow that. Who? Segregate who? Critical race theory, the 1619 Project, and the crusade against American history is toxic propaganda, ideological poison that, if not removed, will dissolve the civic bonds that tie us together will destroy our country. That is why I recently banned trainings in this prejudiced ideology from the federal government and banned it in the strongest manner possible. By the way, this is 100% virtue signaling. Nobody in no federal agency had a fucking uh, curriculum that said critical race theory on it. Like, the idea banning critical race theory like oh okay ah uh, yes not my not my week of critical race theory um it's 100% virtue signaling the only path to national unity is through our shared identity as americans That is why it is so urgent that we finally restore patriotic education to our schools. There we go. Under our leadership, the National Endowment for the Humanities has awarded a grant to support the development of a pro-American curriculum that celebrates the truth about our nation's great history. I don't want to harp on it, but you guys understand how scary this is, right? Yeah. We're joined by some of the respected scholars involved in this project, including Professor Wilford McClay. Wilford, please, thank you very much, Wilford. Who the fuck are you? ...called the 1776 Commission. It will encourage our educators to teach our children about the miracle of American history and make plans the to miracle honor... miracle of American history. It's just more alternative fact stuff. It's, to them, history isn't a study or an academic discipline. 
It's just a vehicle by which you can uh, promote certain ideological tendencies. For the 250th anniversary of our founding, think of that, 250 years. Recently, I also signed... I know you're a realist, but do you think Trump's fascism is planned or does he stupid his way into it? Trump, Trump is a fucking moron. Uh, Trump gets all of his talking points from AIDS and from Fox News uh, TV sessions. I don't think that he's deliberately doing anything. I think Trump is just, he's doing the meme, you know, where he, uh, he, he, he has his hand on a dial called fascism and he's turning it further to the right while looking back at the audience, seeing checking for applause. You know, he's like, eh, 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 you know, that's, that's what he's doing. Um, yeah, it's I, I don't I don't think that he has this like specific detailed principled agenda for implementing American fascism. I think it's just that uh, certain ideological tendencies coalesce into fascism and he happens to be a very good, uh, uh, you know, collection of those. An executive order to establish the National Garden of American Heroes, a vast outdoor park that will feature the statues of the greatest Americans who have ever lived. Today, I'm announcing a new name for inclusion. One of the 56 signers of the Declaration of Independence was a patriot from Delaware. In July of 1776, the Continental Congress was deadlocked during the debate over independence. The delegation from Delaware was divided. Caesar Rodney was called upon to break the tie. Even though he was suffering from very advanced cancer, he was deathly ill. Rodney rode 80 miles through the night through a severe thunderstorm. How does he make this so Dover fucking boring? To Philadelphia to cast his vote for independence. For nearly a century, a statue of one of Delaware's most beloved citizens stood in Rodney Square, right in the heart of Wilmington. But this past June, Caesar Rodney's statue was ordered. This is boring as shit. Holy fuck. Ordered, removed. You immediately get for the last four months, incredibly, since the time I signed that act. The legacy of 1776 will never be erased. Our heroes will never be forgotten. Our youth will be taught to love America with all of their heart and all of their soul. Jesus Christ. We will save this cherished inheritance for our children, for their children, and for every generation to come. This is a very important day. Thank you all once again for being here. Now I will sign the Constitution Day proclamation. Stop! We got the gist. Jesus Christ. Things are uh, uh, certainly escalating. I um, I don't really know what uh, there is to be done about that. Uh, uh, 
we'll have to see it even gets passed through. Most of what Trump brags about never ends up actually happening. So uh, we have that. But I um, thank you, maid service. Um, yeah, but uh, it's it's pretty spooky. He's kind of low energy lately. Maybe the debates won't be so bad. I feel like Biden might actually do well in the debates. Trump has been fucking pathetic over the past couple of months. He looks like he's slumped against the podium every time he talks. Um, you know? He, he just looks really weak and sad, and he talks so slow. He talks so sl fucking slow. He can only say a couple of words at a time um, before he has to take a fucking break. <laughs> 